The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. A deadly shooting last night at a lounge in northwest Austin with no suspect caught. We've got the latest. And an undercover trafficking sting that led to dozens of arrests, including a North Texas youth pastor and a high school teacher. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. Before we get to those stories, let's talk about the weather. Temperatures are rapidly dropping in central Texas. Meteorologist Nick Bannon is watching the potential for wintry weather this week. Hey, Nick. Hi, uh, yes, we haven't had any wintry precipitation all winter, but that could be about to change as we've been telling you about over the past couple of days. National Weather Service now issuing a winter storm watch for all of Travis, all of Williamson County, also Milam County, and then the rest of the Hill Country beginning noon Monday through noon Wednesday. What's the concern? Well, nighttime and morning icing. That's freezing rain. That's because of this cold air that's blowing in right now. We've just dropped about 15 degrees from last hour in Austin down to 56. 40s in Georgetown, 30s in San Saba and Lampasas. We still have some 70s in Luling and Flatonia right now, uh, and this cold air continues to blow in from the north. We're done with the rain, though, for today, so we just have the partly cloudy to mostly cloudy skies now, but it is getting blustery as that colder air blows in, gusting 20 to 25 miles per hour. So plan on a windy and turning colder evening as we drop into the 40s by 7, mid-40s at 9, low 40s at 11. Coming up in first warning weather, we'll be tracking these temperatures that keep dropping into the work week with some wet days ahead and we'll highlight the freezing rain and ice threat and how much ice we could get. Mike. Thanks, Nick. One person is dead and four others are injured following a shooting at a Hoka Lounge in northwest Austin last night. Hookah Lounge. Police received reports a little after 10 about a shooting at the business on Research Boulevard. When they arrived, they found multiple people with gunshot wounds. One of the victims died, at least at last word, two others were in critical condition. Austin police say this was an isolated incident and there is no threat to the public. Police are investigating this as Austin's eighth homicide so far this year. Another overnight shooting, this one at a student housing complex in San Marcos. Police say shots were fired just after midnight at the complex called The Retreat. It happened after police say a fight started inside an apartment during a party. Two people were shot. They are expected to survive. No arrests in this one either. San Marcos police are still investigating. A high school teacher, a hockey player, the head of a hospital network. They are just a few of the 46 men recently arrested in a prostitution sting in North Texas. Meredith Yeomans has the details. The arrests happened at hotels near Stonebriar Center in Frisco and South Lake Town Square. Dozens of men arrived for what they thought was sex, but were met with surprise instead. Sometimes guys run, sometimes they just realize they're caught and that's the end, that's it. Special Agent John Perez oversees the North Texas Trafficking Task Force. He says undercover officers posed online as commercial sex workers earlier this month. So within minutes of posting the ads, we were getting contacted by potential Johns that wanted to uh, purchase commercial sex from what they thought was a commercial sex worker. And, you know, some guys would schedule dates for the next day. And some guys were showing up within 15, 20 minutes of agreeing to sex for money. Among those arrested, a youth pastor, a volunteer firefighter, and an operations director for a large hospital network in the Metroplex. We had a high school teacher who's also a football coach. Um, and we also had a semi-pro hockey player. The operation coincides with Human Trafficking Prevention Month. Perez says it proves the problem isn't isolated to inner cities. You know, where there's 
money, there's a demand. Where there's high-end hotels that host big conventions, there's always a demand. And traffickers know that. Altogether, 46 men were arrested during the two-day sting. They faced charges for soliciting prostitution, a felony that could land them in state jail for up to two years. Meredith Yeomans, NBC5. That operation included nearly a dozen local police departments. Well, hundreds of people gathered outside the state capitol today to protest what they consider a racist bill. State and local leaders joined several rights organizations to speak out against Senate Bill 147. The bill aims to ban citizens of China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran from purchasing real estate in Texas. State law already bans the state and businesses in Texas from making infrastructure deals with citizens from those same countries. But this measure goes farther and prevents individual people from those countries from buying any real estate. The protesters say it would unfairly target large groups of asylum seekers and immigrants who won't be able to buy homes or businesses while they wait to be Become citizens, a process that can take years. This bill passed. That means that people who came here to study very hard and work very diligently, they can't buy their own home um, for decades. Republican State Senator Lois Kolkhorst uh, wrote this bill. She reached out asking, or we reached out rather, asking her to comment about concerns about the legislation. She sent a statement suggesting that the bill's language could be modified. The statement said the bill will make crystal clear that the prohibitions do not apply to United States citizens and lawful permanent residents. The statement went on to say this has always been about common sense safeguards against Russian, North Korean, Chinese, and Iranian authorities regimes, not those fleeing the tyranny of those governments who seek freedom in Texas. Governor Greg Abbott is defending the bill as well. Here's what he had to say just a few days ago. Uh, and we have a goal here, and that's to, to prevent countries that are hostile to the interest of the United States uh, from being able to buy up our farmland or other land uh, that's so important to us. Uh, it doesn't impact it at all. Uh, people who uh, either are citizens uh, or intend to be citizens of the United States. Foreign entities own more land in Texas than any other state, with more than 4.7 million acres of Texas land, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. That amounts to just about 3% of all of the privately held land in the state of Texas. Girl Scout cookie season is finally here. How many boxes they expect to sell and the good causes your purchase will help pay for. And you might start seeing more cute puppies on the streets in Austin. Stay with us and we'll tell you why. Austin was chosen by Guide Dogs for the Blind to raise pups that will eventually be given away to a handler for free. Jayla Washington shows us what a group of volunteers is doing to help. So this little guy here, so adorable. His name is Langston. He is just eight weeks old. And here at the Guide Dogs for the Blind, they start training as young as his age. And basically, it's all about socializing them, getting them ready to be paired with somebody who is visually impaired. They're just as excited as you'd expect your average puppy to be. But I found out this group of pups is anything but average. Look at you. Look at you. It starts here. So the dogs can eventually be harness. Excellent. Here. 
is so smart. Deacon is Nancy Sugard's guide dog. She's a retired AISD teacher, and he's the third she's been paired with in the past 20-something years. It is freedom. It is, um, it is such an incredible freedom. He was raised, groomed, and trained through the Guide Dogs for the Blind program, a program Sugard says changed her life. When I'm walking with my precious Deacon here, I feel no stress. It starts with the puppy raiser. At least once a month, the guide pups come here for formal training. She'll get a reward for doing it. It all starts when they're as young as just five weeks and progresses. We want them to hear stuff, see everything out there in the world. We want to take them to as many places as we can. Uh, you're going to teach them basic house manners. We want them to understand how to sit and how to be down and just how to work great on a, on a leash and just basic commands. The handlers you see are simply volunteers and they can expect to help raise the dogs until they're at least 14 weeks. There is a guide to make sure volunteers keep the pups on track. You learn from videos and everything that's been written, and it teaches you the, the beginning fundamentals of what you need to know. The impact, it's clear when you see Nancy and Deacon. Good boy. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. Now, one of the leaders from that organization tells us that this upcoming weekend, they'll be getting six more puppies to raise and train. If you're interested in volunteering, we've got info at KXAN.com. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Lots to get to. First, the dropping temperatures. It's still pretty mild in Buda. 66 from our rock and dirt yard camera there, but just a little bit up 35. We're at 52 in Austin where the cold front has already moved through. Fair amount of clouds now thickening back up. And this cold front is just now clear of Austin, but working its way south, drawing in noticeably colder air from the north of us. And it's going to set the stage for not just cold rain the next few days, but the potential that at nighttime and in the morning, we could get some freezing rain. You see the difference in temperatures? 81 in Laredo, 76 in San Antonio, and we're at 34 in Dallas and 36 in Waco. So this is a strong cold front arriving as we speak. I think most of us will be in the 40s at 8.30 tonight as these numbers keep falling through the night. And then we wake up in the 30s here tomorrow morning. We may briefly climb into the low 40s tomorrow afternoon, but then look at the temperatures Tuesday morning, mid 30s in the metro and our eastern counties. But as we get into the hill country, those temperatures to start your Tuesday are at or a little below freezing. And we also expect it'll be raining Tuesday morning. And that's why we're becoming increasingly concerned about the potential for freezing rain, especially west of 35. Let me show you how it's going to look into the future here as we take it into your Monday morning. Just a few spotty sprinkles, a little bit of drizzle to start the day. A low chance for a freezing light shower uh, in the hill country tomorrow morning. But in general, during the day, it's just a few spotty showers. Now in the afternoon, some of our temperatures are already going to start dropping. So our afternoon risk 
for freezing rain starts to go up a little bit in the hill country. But we're just thinking there's not going to be a lot of rain around tomorrow, which may be to our benefit. A few sprinkles here and there, though, and then the rain coverage starts to go up as we head into your Tuesday. And as you see this pinkish color entering the hill country, that's the freezing rain, freezing drizzle here to start your Tuesday. And it just starts to spread even more through the middle of the day. More rounds of wet weather and freezing rain into your Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning may actually have the most widespread freezing rain, even entering portions of the metro or near to it. But then as temperatures start to climb around midday Wednesday, we'll see the area of freezing rain starting to shrink. How much regular rain are we going to get here through Monday? Very little. We think amounts will be light, less than a tenth of an inch for most of us, and most of us just getting a few hundredths of an inch of rain. Tuesday gets wetter. You can see those amounts getting higher, a quarter, three quarters of an inch of rain, maybe more than an inch in a few spots that might get a thunderstorm. This all leads us to the wettest weather of the week that comes Wednesday into early Thursday with near nonstop rain during that Wednesday, Thursday morning period before the rain finally pulls out of here as we get into Thursday afternoon. Things have been improving as far as rainfall forecasting goes, and we're now expecting even higher amounts than yesterday. An inch and a quarter to two inches in the hill country, an inch and a half to two and a half inches for the metro and our eastern counties over the course of the seven days. But here's the concern. There could be some icy bridges, elevated surfaces, uh, and possibly some power outages as a result of ice in the Hill Country, but also western sections of Williamson, Travis, and maybe even Hayes County. These are the areas I'm most concerned with for icing, where we could get up to a quarter of an inch of ice on those colder surfaces. One of our computer models giving a general idea what we're expecting through early Tuesday afternoon, but remember there may be more ice into Wednesday morning too. So tomorrow's forecast, cold, Damp, not very rainy, but a 40% chance of at least uh, some light rain. And then we'll be watching Tuesday and Wednesday morning for the icing concerns. Otherwise, yes, some beneficial rain, especially for Wednesday into Thursday morning. But by Thursday afternoon, drier weather taking over. And then we start to warm up with more sunshine Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. The NFC Championship game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles turned out to be no contest. San Francisco quarterback Brock Purdy got knocked out of the game early on. He later returned, but the damage was done. The Eagles dominated the 49ers 31-7 to advance to the Super Bowl. They'll play the winner of the Kansas City Chiefs-Cincinnati Bengals game, which will just start in a few minutes. College basketball, the Texas men. Suffered a tough loss to a tough team, and now they've got another battle right around the corner. Rodney Terry and the Longhorns put up a fight, but Tennessee was just too much for Texas to handle, especially Olivier Kamwa. He led the way, scoring 27 points and pulling down eight rebounds for the Volunteers. Jabari Rice and the Longhorns came back late to cut it to 11, but couldn't get closer than that as they lost 82 to 71. Their record falls to 17 and four overall. A good lesson though, as they continue a stretch of facing challenging opponents. You know, games like this, you know, in the SEC challenge are really good for college basketball. Uh, we're gonna learn a lot from this. We're gonna be better from this, you know, having a, play, a, ch a chance again, I think, to, to play the team that wins the, the SEC on their home court. I think they've got a great chance to win, and they're really, really talented. They're older, uh, they got inside play, they got guys that can make shots. Um, I think we're gonna really grow from this experience, and it's gonna make us better. 
As Terry said, it will be a tough task for Texas. Their next opponent, Baylor, has not lost a game in Austin since 2019. And the Bears have won the last six games against Texas when the Longhorns were ranked. The average margin of victory, 14.8 points per game. The UT women took care of business against Oklahoma State to complete the sweep of the week. We'll have reaction from the Longhorns when sports continues after this. Keep it here. The UT women's basketball team had a great night Saturday as they took care of Oklahoma State in impressive fashion. The Longhorns got big-time performances from Rory Harmon and Shaylee Gonzalez. Harmon did a masterful job directing the offense. She did a good job on the defensive end of the floor, too. Uh, she scored 16 points, had seven assists, and six rebounds. A complete performance for her. Shaylee Gonzalez added 17 points on seven of ten shooting. And in the post, though, the leader... Taylor Jones did plenty of damage, leading the Longhorns with 19, and Jones has been in a nice little groove lately. I also am finally feeling comfortable coming back from my injury and feeling like comfortable in my offensive game. Um, and I mean, I was hitting, so they gave me the ball. I'm really proud of them again. It's a great win for us. I'm Again, giving God the glory for 7-2 and two and where we are right now with this team. And we've just got a huge week in front of us, and we gotta, we've got we've to get ready. And, you know, that trip on Tuesday is it's a four-hour ride up there and a four-hour ride back. So it's a, it, you got to pack a lunch when you go because it's, it's a long way. So it's a big challenge, and um, it'll be a big challenge for them, plus they're good. As Vic Schaefer mentioned, they're seven and two. That's good for tied for first place in the Big 12 with Iowa State. Texas will face West Virginia Wednesday at six o'clock on the road. As Vic Schaefer mentioned, West Virginia has won two in a row. They are five and three in the Big 12. They're tied for third in the conference. Texas swimming facing NC State Saturday. Carol Capitini and the women, Eddie Reese and the men. And for the men, they defeated the Wolfpack, ranked four in the country, Texas ranked two, 80 to 68. Here's David Johnston, he won the thousand uh, free. First win of the day for UT, women dominated, women dominated 93-53 here, finishing the day with the record in the 400 med meter medley relay, time of 325-29. So a good showing for Texas uh, swimming and diving, both the men and women on Saturday. Very much I so. can't swim, Mike, so <laughs> I'm not whatever they did, is better. They could have the worst time of all time, and it's better. Not than even me. the frog, or what is it I called? The froggy, or whatever it's called? Yeah, I can't. The dog paddle. Yeah, dog paddle, yeah. I can't do anything. <laughs> I'm not very good either, so we're in the same boat. Well, hopefully, we're in the boat because we can't swim. Right. We'll be right back. Stay with us. <laughs> if you've gone outside lately, you've noticed that temperatures have rapidly dropped. Yeah, and they'll keep dropping, making for a chilly and somewhat damp day at school tomorrow. Here's your bus stop forecast, uh, and we think that temperatures may even still just be in the 30s as you begin your day. 37 with a sprinkle around 43 in the afternoon. Happen to know, Mike, it's my son's 100th day of school tomorrow. It is? We're doing a big celebration. So okay, I was going to say, how did you know that otherwise? You mark it yeah. on the calendar. Oh, I do, yes. <laughs> that's your I great mean, day. Tuesday's 101, by the way. Uh, we'll be watching uh, showers, storms, all the way through Thursday morning. And, of course, the concern for some morning ice Tuesday, Wednesday. You guys have a great night. We'll see you back here at 10 o'clock.